Fat Girl podcast, we review whether or not vitamin D plays a role in heart disease in dogs. Vitamin D deficiency, as determined via serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D concentrations, is associated with worsened cardiac function, heart failure symptoms, and prognosis in human heart failure patients. Supplementation of vitamin D in such patients improves cardiac function and improves prognosis. A 2014 study in dogs by Krauss and all demonstrated that serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D concentrations are lower in dogs with congestive heart failure, secondary to either chronic valvular heart disease or dilated cardiomyopathy than in normal dogs. So Osuga and all out of Japan wanted to evaluate if an association existed between vitamin D status in all stages of chronic valvular heart disease, as well as investigate if any association exists between vitamin D status and echocardiographic parameters of cardiac structure and function in these canine patients. This was a cross-sectional study, and 43 dogs with chronic valvular heart disease were categorized according to the ACVAM consensus statement into specific stages, for example, B1, B2, C, or D. The dogs in stage C and D were combined as one heart failure group. In this study, stage B1 had 14 dogs, B2 had 17 dogs, and the heart failure CD group had 12 dogs overall. Several of these dogs were on medication at the time of diagnosis. In the B1 group, two dogs were on ACE inhibitors. In the B2 group, seven dogs were on ACE inhibitors, while two dogs were on spironolactone. And in the CD group, a wide variety of congestive heart failure medications were used including ACE inhibitors, pimobendin, loop diuretics, spironolactone, digoxin, nitrates, and beta blockers. All of these dogs had an echocardiogram performed and serum samples drawn on the same day. Serum BUN, creatinine, phosphorus, and total calcium were measured, in addition to 25-hydroxyvitamin D concentrations. Exclusion criteria included any systemic disease that might impact vitamin D metabolism or any other form of documented heart disease. So what did they find in the study? First, the age differed significantly between different stages, specifically between the B1 and CD group, but not the B2 and CD group. As for clinical pathologic findings, the BUN was significantly higher in the B2 versus the B1 group. No other group differences were observed among groups in creatinine, phosphorus, or total calcium. Lastly, there was no correlation of 25-hydroxyvitamin D and age, body weight, or body condition score. As for vitamin D levels, the median serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D levels were significantly lower in the B2 and CD group as compared with the B1 stage there was no statistically significant difference between levels in the B2 and CD group, however. Specifically, 25-hydroxyvitamin D levels were 54.4 nanomoles per liter in the B1 group, 35.8 nanomoles per liter in the B2 group, and 13.1 nanomoles per liter in the CD stage group. This study did find significant negative correlations of 25-hydroxyvitamin D with BUN, left ventricular end diastolic diameter normalized for body weight, left ventricular fractional shortening, left atrial to aortic root ratio, among other echocardiographic parameters. Overall, 
This study suggested that vitamin D status may correlate directly with the stage of chronic valvular heart disease and structural cardiac changes as detected by echocardiography, both of which are markers for disease severity. Vitamin D is believed to be involved in the regulation of cardiac remodeling by reducing hypertrophy, fibrosis, renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system activity, and pro-inflammatory cytokines. Parathyroid hormone is known to be involved in myocardial remodeling. Thus, vitamin D suppression of PTH may additionally blunt these effects. Vitamin D may also promote cardiac relaxation via effects on calcium handling with myocytes. So, Beckgirl's take on this study? This study and the prior Krauss study are likely just scratching the surface of the interactions of vitamin D, calcium, and myocardial function but it is a very interesting and potentially exciting new avenue of investigation in veterinary cardiology. Although a statistically significant difference was not detected between groups B2 and CD, gross evaluation of the data shows that a difference does appear to exist. Thus, one has to wonder if this lack of statistical significance was merely a matter of insufficient power of the study, in other words, really small numbers in these groups. The complex interactions of various body systems never cease to amaze. The bottom line, serum vitamin D concentrations appear to negatively correlate with advancing chronic valvular heart disease in dogs, as assessed by disease staging and echocardiographic assessment of cardiac structure and function. This correlation included dogs that had not yet progressed to congestive heart failure, but stay tuned for future studies.